And pray with me, please. I feel like I need uh, prayer, especially today for some reason. It's just I was never able to kind of get my feet under me. I usually like to be a little more prepared, so I've got a bunch of thoughts. I've got my sermon from last Sunday, which was a by the response that I got and the feedback I got, a, a, at least it moved and stirred people. I don't want to repeat it, uh, but I really do need the Holy Spirit to come now here in the presence of my friends and the intimacy of this Wednesday service that we share week in and week out to say something um, salvific, uh, speak through me. So, Lord, that is my prayer as I stand here with my friends, that you would come in great power and great might and speak through me. Not my words, but your words, Lord. Not my ideas, but your purposes, Lord. Speak, Lord, for we so desperately need to hear your voice. And we pray this in your name. Amen. In seminary, uh, Ryan, this won't be any surprise to him, uh, but I don't remember a lot that I learned in seminary. I remember some things, and then occasionally I can be reminded of things I learned in seminary. One of the things I learned in seminary was almost like a nursery rhyme. Again, Ryan's not surprised. Um, it's not deep theology or or scripture verses that I memorized. It was this expression or this quote by my pastoral theology professor. Her name is Martha Giltonen. Actually, her name was. She's gone on to be with the Lord, and I am sure she is in heaven right now singing in this high alto voice uh, to the pleasure of Jesus but to the irritation of many people standing around her because she sang loud. So Martha Giltonen, God bless you, and thank you for being part of my life. But Martha made us write. We had a 13-week class. And in order to pass her class, every week we had to turn in handwritten, just like you do in fourth or fifth grade when you made a mistake, we had to handwrite this out in cursive or in print. It could not be copied and reprinted. She would check it to make sure it was original ink or pencil. But this is what she made us write. I am not the savior of the universe. Repeat that after me. I'm not the savior of the universe, but I know who is. And he's, and he's near to save. Let's try it one more time. I am not the savior of the universe, but I know who is, and he's near to save. And man, oh man, boy, oh boy, girl, oh girl, did we hate writing that out. We sat there in the class. We thought it was inane and a waste of time. And what Martha Gilton was trying to impress upon these future clergy people was you're going to get ordained someday, Ryan. And by the way, his ordination's in about 10 days. And once you get ordained, you're going to be thrust into a life that you're not prepared for, just like becoming a new parent. How many times have all of us who are parents remember hearing from our parents and relatives, wait till you have one of your own? You know, and I think a lot of us, now that we've had children, will look at people, and this is meant not to be disrespectful to people who love their pets, but people who say something like, well, I don't have a child, but I do have a fur baby. The two are not similar. <laughs> I love animals. I do. Cats, dogs, anything. But raising an animal and raising a child are two completely different things. And you don't really know what it's like until you've had a child of your own to raise. Right? Amen? Amen. So what Martha was trying to tell us was, you have no idea what you're getting ready to step into. You think you do. Some of you are doing it because you like the way the collar looks. Some of you are madly in love with Jesus and you can't wait to tell the whole world about him. And on and on and on, all these reasons you've come here to be uh, moved through this process. But she was issuing us a warning. 
What she was trying to tell us was, don't ever think for a moment, no matter what people tell you, how many flowery thank you notes they send you, no matter how big and how generous a Christmas gift they give you, no matter how many times at the vestry meeting they say to you, wow, you're the best we've ever had, don't think for a moment that you're the savior of the universe. Because when you start to think that, the whole system breaks down. And you'll believe that at your demise and the demise of your church. It's what Adam and Eve believed. We can be just like God. I am not the savior of the universe, but I know who is, and he's near to save. It's also a huge relief. We're studying, uh, reading a book in Inklings. I say this often when I'm up here, I talk about Inklings. But the author's John Eldridge, and the chapters we looked at this morning, one of them was called A Benevolent, what, Charles? Benevolent Detachment. Detachment. Benevolent Detachment. It's the same thing I'm talking about. It's recognizing our place in the world and giving others in our life space from us and us taking space from them. It's saying, no, I can't help you with that problem as bad as I want to because I am not the savior of the universe. We can't be Jesus, brothers and sisters. That's good news. Good, I got head nods. Now for the big question I want to ask, and then I'll close this. We can't be Jesus, and that's good news. Boldly now, a show of hands. How many sitting here today believe if they died today, they'd go to heaven? Raise your hand. All right? All right? All right? Raise your hand, everybody. All right, good. I need one person not to. (laughs) Scripture tells us that our salvation is dependent upon one thing and one thing only. And this is why it is so hard. Our salvation is dependent on what John the Baptist says in the gospel today. I am not the person you're, I'm not the savior of the universe, John says. But I know who is, and he's near to save. He, he's coming right behind me, John says. He's so much more than me that I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. All John is doing is taking himself to a place of lowliness, to lowliness, to lowliness. John is becoming what Scripture tells us in the other readings today a servant looks like. John's saying, I'm down here. He's way up there. Thank God. Thank God. This is the part that always makes me laugh when I hear it. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn away with unquenchable fire. And the next line is, with other good news he preached to the people. The only time that's good news is if you can raise your hand and say, I believe today that if I died, I'd go to heaven. Not based on anything I've done. Not based on the number of times I've tried to believe a little stronger. Not based on how often I didn't sin as compares to my neighbor who's always sinning. But based only on Jesus and his work on the cross. That's it, brothers and sisters. But that is really good news. That seems too simple, but that's really good news. 
It seems unimaginable that somebody would die for any one of us. Some of you are really good people. But that's really good news. That's really good news. And when we believe it, my point of the sermon on Sunday was, we will instinctively become more and more like John the Baptist. We will become people who, when a compliment rolls out to us, and it's not self-deprecation or false humility I'm talking about, but really our first response when we get a compliment, uh, Charles, the Parker sisters' garden was just fantastic. Thanks be to God. Charles Nation worked his uh, six-foot-four frame to a... He did. But I believe Charles did it out of love. And I believe Charles did it because he wanted to serve That's exactly what the knowledge of understanding our salvation comes from Jesus Christ and Christ alone will do to each and every one of us. And that's my, Lord, give me 10 years here. Let me me stay here with these people until I'm 70. Because I don't want to tire of that message. I want to stand up here as often as I can and encourage each one of us to believe that it is true and that it is simple and that it is great news. We are not the saviors of the universe, but we know who is, and he's near to save. Amen.